everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi. Today, we're going to talk about how to not feel salesy by making genuine connections. Now, you might be thinking, Katie, this sounds pretty businessy, pretty strategy oriented. Is this not the podcast where we talk about wellness and mindset and mental health? Yes, it is. But let me tell you, feeling salesy, totally a mindset thing and something that might be causing you a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and ultimately holding you back in your music career. So today we're going to talk about overcoming that so that you can grow your music career and not feel stressed out while you're doing it. So let's break this down. I hear so many musicians coming to me and saying, I just feel salesy, whether it's salesy when I'm talking about my music, my latest album, my latest single, or I feel salesy telling people that I actually like also teach lessons and sharing the packages and sharing how they can work with me. No matter what it is, I just feel super salesy. I feel like anytime I try to talk to someone about something that involves money or that involves them supporting me by paying for my song, paying for music lessons, whatever it is, I feel so gross. Now, I think that a big root cause of this is that as people who are musicians like who or who do anything in the music industry we are so discouraged from taking this path now of course I'm making dramatic generalizations here because I have to say actually for myself I wasn't necessarily discouraged from doing music but I was like kind of discouraged from starting my own business and like going full-time in music because while the music part of it was all fine and dandy and my family loved seeing my talent and hearing my music and all that stuff them seeing me uh, and not all of them but like some of them seeing me go out and start my own business and take a risk it made them uncomfortable and it made them nervous you know they want to protect you family and friends often just want to protect you and they want what's best for you and they think what's best for you is stability and having a regular job and not taking a business risk as musicians if you're full-time in your music career even if you're part-time in your music career by taking the venture and really going for it it's often seen as a risk it's seen as a risky move it's seen as an unstable move and so often we are discouraged from it so of course we have the um extreme side of things where people might be fully discouraged from doing music altogether. But sometimes it's not even that extreme. Sometimes it's literally just, oh, like I have the support in doing music, but now as I try to go full time or as I try to grow my income specifically from music, it's seen as risky. It's seen as like reckless or something you should be afraid of. And a lot of times that um, perspective on it and that mindset is something not that we truly believe, but that others believe that they're projecting onto us. And because of that, because we are told by others, because of their beliefs, not ours, but we are told by others that being a musician or being in music is risky, is um, crazy, you know, isn't the way to go, it's not the stable job, we often justify it by saying, I do it because I love it. I love what I do. I want to love what I do. So therefore I'm doing music. I know it's a crazy thing. I know it's a little bit risky. I know it pays shit, blah, blah, blah. But I just love what I do. So it's worth it. Raise your hand if you can relate to this. Now here's where the problem really comes in. Because we often go about our day-to-day lives and talking about our music career from such a place saying, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. I do music because I love it. I love music because I do it. Whatever you want to say. 
Then when it comes to making money from it and when it comes to being salesy, all of a sudden it's like, I can't charge for this because I love doing it. I love what I do. So it feels skeezy. It feels like I shouldn't be asking a ton of money for this because I love doing it. So I'm not going to like con people into doing this when, you know, I could do this. I would do this for free. Like I don't even really need to get paid for this. I just love it so much. I'd do it for free. Oh my goodness. If I had a penny for every time I heard that, I would be so stinking rich. I could pay for all of your music careers. But for real though, this is an excuse and it's a mindset that's not really serving you. Because at the end of the day, you can love what you do up the wazoo. But if you don't make money from it and you're trying to make money from it, and I want to put that in there because of course, if you don't make money from it, but you have another job, then it's more of a hobby. But if you're trying to do this as a career, if you're trying to do this as a career and you love what you do, that is no reason for you to not get paid. If you are trying to do this as a career, you deserve to get paid for your talent, for your education, for your time, and for you, for the service that you are providing. That service, now if you're confused about offers and services and like what you do, I Check out my IGTV and check out the most recent episodes of this podcast because we've been talking about it over the past several weeks. So you can kind of catch up on that. But how you provide value and how you serve others, it can vary, right? It's going to vary depending on how your business and how your music career is set up. Maybe it's simply by performing. Um, Maybe you have albums out that people can stream. Maybe you sell merch. Those are all ways that you provide service and value. Maybe you have a Patreon and in that Patreon or even on Instagram, but let's say in the Patreon, you create a really strong community of people where they feel heard and they feel loved and they feel like they have a community around them of people who really get it. Maybe you do all of that and or you teach lessons and you share your talent and your knowledge through teaching lessons. Maybe you coach, maybe you do songwriting coaching, or maybe you coach bands and you help bands really get their acts together so they can come out on stage feeling really strong and manage their bands without drama or without, you know, whatever else might come with it. Maybe you coach the mindset of musicians, or maybe you do wellness coaching alongside being a musician. There's so many different ways you can serve your audience and ways you can provide value as an artist. So many different things. Regardless of what you're doing, you deserve to make money for what you provide, for your value, for your services, for your time, for your talent. No questions asked. You deserve to make money. So how do we get out of this feeling though of feeling super salesy? Well, step one is to acknowledge that even if you love what you do, you deserve to get paid for it. Loving what you do and getting paid for it, your work are not mutually exclusive things. You get to love what you do and get paid well to do what you do. So first thing I want you to really, really sit with that belief, acknowledge any other limiting beliefs that might be coming around, coming up around you making money as a musician and feeling salesy in general. A lot of times that salesy feeling comes because you feel like you don't deserve to be paid, um, to be paid at all, or maybe just to be paid a certain amount or be paid well for what you're doing. So we first need to address that. But next, let's talk about how we can actually sell from a place that's just not salesy at all because of how you're approaching it. So what we want to do is focus on networking and communicating with others, connecting with others in order to sell without feeling salesy. 
So I learned how to sell from several different coaches when I started my coaching business in particular. And I learned how to promote things while I was doing my own indie artist career and promoting through that, while I was interning um, for several different press agencies. So I've really been able to gather up a lot of different perspectives on like how you should promote yourself, how you should promote your coaching, your offering, your music, all of those things. And I've worked with several clients to go about figuring out how to do this as well. And the number one thing that it comes back to is to create a community of people who know, like, and trust you. Now, you might have heard this before, the know, like, and trust factor. It's not new. This is not something I just made up, but I'm going to talk about it today. So the know, like, and trust factor is basically getting your audience uh, to know you, to know who you are, what you do, maybe some other interests that you like so that they can relate to you like you. So you want to be able to give off factors of your life and factors of what you do and, you know, let us know a little bit about your attitude so that we can actually come to like you and say, hey, you know, I'd I'd hang out with that person or I'd really like to be coached by that person. She seems really cool. Or I really just love the vibe of this person and that makes me think that their music or their Patreon community is so high vibe and really aligned with what I want and who I want to surround myself with. So we want to like you and then we want to trust you. We want to see the results that you're getting. If you're a coach or a teacher, what are you doing for your students? Show us what you're doing. Show us the results that we're getting, that they're getting, so that we can trust you and we can get to know a little bit better what it looks like and how you get results. As an artist, how can we trust you? Put out good music. Do what you're gonna say you're gonna do. So if you say you're gonna launch Patreon or release a single, definitely go through with those plans. Be open and honest on social media about your process and writing and things like that so that we can, again, get to know you a little bit better and just see a little bit more into your life. And allow us to trust you by, again, following through with what you do and putting out good music consistently. Consistently showing up on social media and consistently putting out good music that we want to listen to. That's your number one job as a musician, after all. So creating this know, like, and trust factor is the first step, and it can be done by really just cultivating your community. It's how you show up, and it's how you connect. So how are you showing up on Instagram or whatever other social media platforms you use? Are you showing up with consistency? If not, how can you be be more consistent? Is your message clear? If not, Can you clarify your message so that you know what you're talking about and you talk about it with confidence? And are you posting content that engages with followers and makes them want to engage with you? Are you posting content that allows people to come into your DMs and comment or chat with you or things like that? These are the things that we want to talk about. And I want you getting in the DMs with your followers, with your audience opening up an aisle for communication so that you can get to know them, engaging on their stuff, their stories, their posts. I'm using Instagram as the primary example for this just because I feel like that's what where most people hang out now, but of course this applies for all social media platforms. So figuring out how you can better connect with your audience is going to be the first step. I want you to be having conversations with people on social media and in real life. If you listened to, was it last week's episode or the week before that? I think it was last week's. Then you heard me talk about how when it comes to followers, when it comes to fans, when it comes to things like that, it's about quality over quantity. And so this is the same principle here. 
instead of feeling like you have to constantly grow your following and grow your numbers, it's more important to be having conversations and getting to know the people who support you, who are in your audience. Now, of course, even if you have 500 followers, keeping up with 500 people is pretty intense. So it's not always about like getting to know everyone on a very deep, intimate level, especially when the scale keeps getting bigger and bigger. But it is about forming connections with people who are reaching out to you, who are engaging with your content, you know, who maybe have taken lessons with you before or listened to your music before or shared your song before. Get in conversations and get to know those people and make sure that you're kind of like staying in their face too and staying consistently in front of them. Whether that's like engaging with their story a couple times a week, once a week, even once every few weeks, just to make sure that you're allowing some level of consistency there. And likely you're going to be kind of bonding and connecting over things that have nothing to do with your actual offer or with your focus, right? It might be about plants or dogs or music tastes that is just kind of like silly things. But once they get to know, like, and trust you, when you come out with an offering, they are going to gravitate towards you first. They're going to be ready to support you because you've warmed them up. So it's exactly what we want is a warm audience. Instead of just going totally mute on social media and then coming back as you're getting ready to promote something and then your audience is super cold, they're probably not even seeing your content because of the way social media content is delivered. We want that consistency so that your content is shown in the first place. And they're just not ready to buy from you because they haven't heard from you in a while. They don't trust that. Where have you been? So we have to show up with consistency and we want to be build a warm audience by really connecting and networking with that audience, getting to know the people who are following you, as well as those people who are kind of in your network in person um, that you see a lot or that you've even just seen a couple times and you feel like you, you know, kind of vibe with and can connect with. Now, it wasn't until recently when I hired my most recent coach, Carrie Brady, where I really learned about um, empowered sales. Now, I used to think that empowered sales was literally kind of just about being like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I follow up with these leads and I get in their faces, but I make sure that they know that like the decision is empowered and it's in their hands. What Carrie really showed me was that empowered sales is more about letting people come to you. And that can be really hard when you're hustling and when you're feeling like you have to be um, constantly following up with people or constantly working really hard to get leads, to get gigs, to get whatever it is. But empowered sales is about when you let people come to you. So what this looks like is creating a warm audience, like I said before, or really at this point, it's like a hot audience, hot market. They are ready to buy from you because you've connected with them. You've teased what you're working on. They are, they feel in the loop. They feel in the know. They know, like, and they trust you. Then when you sell, they're going to go for it without you having to reach out to them specifically or having to follow up a bunch. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't follow up with strong leads to make sure that they, you know, do the next step or, or just to check in with where they're at. That's kind of separate. But it's more so about not having to, like, be aggressively DMing people or in people's faces or things like that in order to make the sale. With hot leads, people are going to be ready to approach you as long as you keep um, the channel open, as long as you allow yourself to invite in conversations, to trust that you're going to make the sales, you're going to get the student, you're going to get the streams and everything like that. To let people know that this thing is happening. Like we want to be showing up on social media and emailing, but it's not, and listen carefully, it is not 
cold DMing people that you haven't really spoken to saying, hey, I have this new coaching program. thought you might be interested. It is 100% not DMing your whole social media following saying, listen to my new track on Spotify. And I don't know if you guys saw me post this on socials the other day, but I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to not do that. Do not, please do not DM people on Spotify with no context and just send the link, even if it includes a short message like, hey, listen to my new song or heart. Do not do that. It is a waste of your time and it is not a money-making activity. What I want is for you to be engaging with people so that they are aware of and they're talking to you and they're in your space and they're aware of what you are doing then they will take the empowered step to go listen to your music because they want to, not because you're shoving it down their throat. And I can almost guarantee that if you shove it down their throat, if you send them a DM that doesn't really make sense because they've never heard of you before or you haven't talked in months, it's going to seem confusing and it's going to honestly be off-putting for most people. This might be the Sagittarius in me coming out, but when I get DMs like that, not only am I like, this is honestly disrespectful because you should know if you really do follow me and know about me that like I don't have the time or energy to just listen to a bunch of random tracks on Spotify because if I did, I literally would not have the time to serve my clients. But it's also just not genuine. It's not genuine and it doesn't allow me to take the empowered action and the empowered steps that I want to take. It doesn't allow me a choice. So you have to allow your audience and your fans a choice. And the way to help them make the empowered choice is simply to connect. It's simply to be there. It's simply to show up. And when you do all of these things, and when your audience is there, and they know that the door is open if they want to walk through it, and they know that you're going to continue showing up, and when they're ready, they're going to listen to your music, or they're going to enroll in that coaching program. That is when changes start to happen. So the key to not being salesy is to not feel like you have to constantly be selling. You as a person are worth it. Your music is worth it. When it comes to promoting that, there's nothing to feel guilty about because you are totally valid in what you uh, in what you do. And if you are feeling kind of guilty or insecure, it seems like there's probably a little bit of imposter syndrome coming up. So ask yourself, what is the truth? What is the truth? What is my imposter syndrome saying and how can I shut that down? And then I want you to examine the way that you approach sales. Does it feel salesy because you feel like you're being really pushy? Does it feel salesy because you feel like nobody wants to listen to your music? Does it feel salesy because you're just kind of insecure about the whole thing? If any of those are resonating, then we've got to change the mindset from feeling like you have to be salesy in order to get people to listen to your music or sign up for your teaching or coaching or whatever it is, and instead allow your audience to make an empowered decision. So I want you to examine what came up for today's episode. We went through a slew of things, starting with the mindset that often triggers this in the first place. See where you're at with that and how you're feeling, and if there's any mindset work that you need to do. And then from the strategy side, I want you to ask yourself, how can I do better to create an environment where I am fostering hot leads, a hot audience, a hot market who is ready to invest in me and in my music career once I give them a way to do so? Because it's not about shoving yourself in people's faces. 
we want to be connecting with people. We want to be getting our way out, our name out there through press, podcast interviews, blogs, stuff like that. Of course, we want to be broadening our scope of reach, but we don't want to be shoving ourselves down people's faces. Hey, listen to my new single. Hey, enroll in this program, enroll in this free challenge, blah, blah, blah. And I'm the first person to say like, I've done this. I've done things like this before. And I will never do it again because the moment that I realized how to sell from an empowered way and how to trust in myself that if I've done my job and I've shown up, people are going to come to me. And once I started to step into that and once I started to show up in this way that said, hey, you know what? If I want to allow people to have empowered sales, how can I empower them? By showing up really strongly with free resources or free behind the scenes content, whatever it might be for you. By connecting with people in genuine ways that have nothing to do with pitching my coaching. By making sure that I'm doing everything I can as a coach to support people so that they want to be closer in my network, closer in my circle and pay to take my coaching services or pay to listen to your music. So ask yourself, what can I be doing from a strategy perspective to up the ante, to take it to the next level and to support my community and connect with my community so that they are excited and ecstatic to support me, to pay me for what I am worth, to pay me for my time, for my music, for my energy, for my skills and for everything that I bring to the table. So that way there's no more feeling salesy because you don't really even have to sell that much. You're going to show up. Yeah, again, you're going to show up. You're going to promote what's happening, but you don't have to sell. You don't have to feel icky about it. There's nothing to feel icky about. So let's take the ickiness out of the word selling and let's get away from moving from feeling salesy and let's step into showing up from a way that is empowered and authentic, genuine, and that connects. And that is what is going to help you grow your music career. And this is exactly what we cover inside of the Out to Be Mastermind. The Out to Be Mastermind is a group and one-on-one hybrid program built for women in music who are looking to grow and scale their music careers. For women in music who want to make more money and have more time left in their day to play music, write music, or just take a day off without having to worry about if the money is coming in or not. This is for women who have a multifaceted music business, who have multiple streams of income or want to build multiple streams of income, who are a solo artist and or a coach or a teacher. If this is you and you're ready to go from feeling salesy and feeling like you have to struggle to make money to feeling confident in your sales, allowing money to come to you with ease and grow your music business, then this is for you. Head to bit.ly slash out to be mastermind for more information. And of course, I'll put the link in the show notes. As of now, there's only four spots left. And by the time this episode goes out and you hear it, they will probably either be all gone or almost all gone. So you definitely want to go and grab your spot now. Head to bit.ly slash out to be mastermind for more information and to apply to grab your spot. This is your last chance, so make sure that you act soon. All right, thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.